0: Welcome to the Confident Content Creators Podcast, where we'll talk about how to live unapologetically and show up as your most authentic self online. Hey, it's Lindsay, Confident Content Coach, Boy Mom, and Corporate 9toFiber. to I'm an extroverted introvert who loves to talk about all things social media and how to create confident content that converts your followers into your ideal client. On this podcast, we're going to get clarity around your content strategy and hear real-life stories from boss babes just like you who are showing up confidently online. I know how hectic and busy entrepreneurial life can be, so let's dive right in. All right, welcome back to Confident Content Creators. Today I have with me Celeste Fernandez. Celeste is a grief recovery coach, which I'm super excited about many of you have probably heard me mention, or if you follow me on social media, I just recently lost my dad. So this is going to be a very emotional conversation. I already know it and feel it, but I'm super excited to talk to Celeste. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes.
1: Thank you so much, Lindsay, for having me on your show. My name is Celeste Fernandez. I am, like you mentioned, a grief recovery method specialist or a coach. And what I do is I help my clients. Move from one chapter of their life into the next by guiding them in turning that page. And when you turn that page from one chapter to the next, a lot of grief comes with it. And it's such a, it's such an interesting thing to talk about because grief is very heavy. It's such a heavy topic. But what I learned is that while grief is heavy, silence is heavier. That's what I, I help my clients do is help them handle that heaviness.
0: Oh, I love too that you reference it as turning of a chapter because I think a lot of people associate grief with the loss of life when really grief can be so much more than just the loss of somebody's life. It could be the loss of a job or even just moving from being a nine-to-five to to a solopreneur or things like that, which you used to be a corporate nine-to-fiber, I understand, correct?
1: Yes, that's a... It's an interesting story. I actually did used to work in an office. It just wasn't for me. Going into corporate America, having to deal with the politics, having to deal with favoritism and seniority, as opposed to the value of the work and the quality of the work that you put into your everyday, it just wasn't for me. I had transitioned from different careers before that and after that. Originally, I was a registered nurse. I became who the world wanted me to be. And it just wasn't fitting. It didn't align with what I wanted for my life. It took me about 12 years before I finally decided it's about time. It's about damn time that the world takes me for who it needs me to be.
0: Oh, I love that you found that self-discovery. What did that, what did that look like for you? That turning point after 12 years, where you like, I'm done. This is what I want to do. And that jump into entrepreneurship. To be
1: honest, I had lost a lot of myself for those 12 years. People who knew me, I was very extroverted. I was very charismatic. I was very social. And then during those 12 years, I disappeared into myself. I had transitioned from, like I said, I was a nurse. I went into corporate America. I worked in retail on the weekends. I worked in a casino at night. I went into hospitality. After I left corporate America, I then got into sales, moved across the country and dabbled in everything else. I became a construction worker. I became a minister and then I became a bridesmaid for hire. And in all of these different chapters of my life, I started finding the puzzle pieces that I was missing, the puzzle pieces that I didn't realize were essential to building the foundation of who I wanted to be and who I wanted to to show the world what it is that I could do. And when I finally put all those pieces together, I realized I actually grieved every single change that I made from one career into the next, one job into the next, one household into a new home. Mm. Every single change and shift in every single relationship, whether romantic or platonic was a form for me to grieve. And then I realized other people are grieving too. Grief doesn't have to be surrounding just death and grievement. There are other ways to grieve. There are other forms that grief comes and shows itself in, and it gives us the opportunity to grow. And what I did, it's putting those puzzle pieces together, but now it's, it's a way for me to provide that opportunity to help people empower themselves to grow from that grief.
0: And what are some of those other signs of grief or whether tangible or intangible, what are those? Yeah, so, you know, it's a great question because the institute that
1: I became certified with, they're called the Grief Recovery Institute. We recognize over 40 forms of grief. And like you mentioned, tangible and intangible. Um, I did mention quite a few earlier, which are considered tangible, moving from one location to the next, shifting different careers or jobs. The end of a job, beginning of a new one, a shift in your financial situation, whether an increase or a decrease, getting married, getting divorced, getting pregnant. And then you have other forms of grief where we consider them intangible. And that could be anything from the loss of safety, feeling of abandonment, the loss of trust, the loss of faith. What's interesting is that when you look at grief as just that shift right, that shift of emotions because of a change from your familiar or your comfortable state. So if there was any sort of change that you had to go through, whether intangible or or tangible, those are different chances or opportunities where you would experience grief. And when you are grieving, because a lot of these forms that I did mention, they could be seen by the outside world as positive changes, such as starting a business. That's a form of grief. But when you truly look at what grief is, you're not just feeling one emotion, you're feeling a mixture of emotions. And so because you're feeling those mixture of emotions, you're starting to become confused while you're dealing with those changes. So you could be feeling sadness, you could be feeling excitement, and you could be feeling anxiety all at the same time. It's now just trying to address it, respect those emotions and say, okay, these emotions are here for me to learn. From this experience that I'm having or this change that I'm going through and it'll make me stronger, it'll make me resilient and I just need to know how to move forward from here. Mm,
0: okay. And you had mentioned in there some surprising things to me that grief can manifest in like marriage or things like that. So m- grief can also happen in positive growth aspects of your life as well. yes. so I've
1: actually been questioned about this before. And it's such an interesting topic because when you look at the experience of getting married as women, we have lived our lives with one identity. And when you get married, your identity shifts because you're taking on a new name or because you're starting to become this partner. You've lived your life as someone who had to be independent on your own, live your life as an individual. And this is the same with men too. When you get married, you now, instead of becoming one single person, you're developing this identity of, okay, I'm part of a couple. I'm part of this partnership. And how will people see me when I am seen as a partnership with another person? And then another positive change that would be considered as grief is pregnancy. Like I mentioned earlier, because you're starting a family, what is your identity as a parent? As opposed to just being a spouse, what is my identity as a parent? What is my identity separate from who I was when I was in college, separate from who I was when I was single? But going back to marriage, I'm sure quite a few women might relate to this. It's okay. Great. My best friend is getting married. I used to spend every single weekend with my best friend. She's now engaged. So that means that she's no longer going to be able to spend all this time with me on the weekends where we used to do brunches together, where we used to spend our nights together, going to the bar, going to the club or during the week when we would go shopping or um, we would just spill the tea. And now that she's getting married, what's going to happen? What is that gap going to mean to me? Even if I'm not the one getting married, my friend is, I can experience free. And so it's the same thing. When you, if I were the one getting married, it would be the same thing. It's not just the identity, the shift in identity. It's also what are my relationships going to look like with everyone else who have known me before I became engaged, before I got married. So it's a different perspective to look at it. But once we can understand that there is grief associated with something positive, it does bring more. Open mindedness to the emotions that do come with it, regardless of that positive change.
0: Okay. Those are great examples. When it comes to like business and running a being an entrepreneur, what are some examples of things that we can grieve in that entrepreneur journey? Oh,
1: gosh. Yeah. So when you are starting a business, especially if you're very new, it's that shift in mindset. What was your mindset as an employee as opposed to starting your own business? There is a difference in the way that employees think as opposed to an entrepreneur. And then when you are starting your business and when you are running your business, it's now a matter of, okay, there are these things that I need to implement. I don't know these things. What am I going to do next? What are these changes that I need to do in order to grow my business, in order to scale my business? For example... As an entrepreneur, one of the first things that we might think of is, how do I file for my business? So we might be grieving the fact that now my name is going to be associated to a business that is filed with the government. And now I have to make sure that I have all the paperwork. I have to make sure that I'm following all the protocols and making sure that when the time comes, I'm filing my taxes correctly. And so all of that comes to mind when you're doing something as simple as filing for your business with your state. Mm. Uh, and that's one form of grief because the anxiety comes and the nervousness comes and the confusion comes because we don't know everything. And another good example is, okay, if I'm an entrepreneur and I'm starting my business and I need to hire people to work with me, that's another shift. We are trying to learn how to not just be an owner, but to also lead, to also teach, also manage at the same time. And those three things are so different. Compared to just owning a business, it's all of these things combined that you have all these emotions that come up. It's again, it's the anxiety. It's the excitement because you're growing your business in this way. It's the nervousness of, okay, am I going to do all the things that I need to do? Am I doing? Am I missing something? Do I have something that I don't know? Because what you don't know is what you don't know. Who do I need to consult with? Should I just depend on Google? Should I bring on a lawyer? Great. If I'm going to hire an employee, should I be talking to not just a lawyer, but accountants? All of these come to mind when you're starting a business, when you're you're in this journey of entrepreneurship. There's a lot of feelings that come with all the thoughts that you're trying to create and all the ideas that you're trying to materialize. And when you're grieving in these ways, sometimes we'll find ourselves stopped on the side of the freeway, or we'll find ourselves in the slow lane, the middle lane, or the fast lane. And it's a matter of how are we dealing with our emotions so that we're not overwhelming ourselves and pushing ourselves to be burned out even before you can get your business to where you want it to be. Mm. Okay,
0: got it. And how how have you grieved in your process? We talked a little bit before about going moving through the different jobs that you've had to go through to get to where you were. But after you became a grief recovery coach, have you experienced any major grief of your own in that process?
1: That's a great question. To be honest, I actually did not realize I was grieving until I joined the grief recovery Institute. And at the Institute, they teach us something called STIRBs or short-term energy relieving behaviors. Most people might know them as coping mechanisms. Mm. The coping mechanisms I had because of my grief involved things like overworking. I became a workaholic. Like I mentioned earlier, I would work in my corporate office during the day, work in a retail store on the weekends, and then work in a casino at night. So I was working three jobs all at once. And then another coping mechanism I had or stir that I had was my shift in eating habits. People might stress eat or emotionally eat, what I did was I would stop eating. Mm. My grief caused me to eat once every three to five days because I felt like everything was spiraling out of control, out of my control. I didn't realize it was my emotions that were out of control, but because I felt like things were out of my control, the thing I was controlling was my eating habits. Another coping mechanism I had, and some people might experience this as well as my shift in sleeping habits. I wasn't sleeping. Other people might find themselves oversleeping. Other people might find themselves not being able to just get out of bed even if they aren't sleeping. I had developed anxiety disorder. I was prescribed medications that I did not did not want to take. And because of my grief, I has started developing relationships both both romantic and platonic, that were not conducive for my growth. After I, joined, uh, after I joined the Institute and after I became certified, I can now eat at least two to three times a day. I can now sleep six to eight hours a night as opposed to two to three. I haven't had the need to touch any of my medications. I am now developing much healthier relationships as opposed to having that imposter syndrome, having that that feeling of, I'm not going to have a good relationship anyway, so why try? I stopped isolating myself. And because of that shift, I was able to just find joy and happiness and peace and really live in the moment as opposed to worrying about things that I might not ever have to worry about.
0: Oh, I love that! I love that you were able to pull yourself from that and utilize the your own tools that you now are certified in and can use. A couple things that you have, or a couple things that I recognized as you were talking, is that I associate grief as grief is the emotion, but the um, there's so many more emotions that fall under the grief umbrella. It sounds like,
1: yes, definitely. When we think about grief, isn't Yeah, exactly that. It's not just one emotion. It's a mixture of emotions. With me, every time I moved from one, in my 12 years, I had moved 11 different times to different cities and different states. In Florida alone, I moved five times. And it's ridiculous. Every time I moved, I felt excitement, but also sadness at the same time. Excitement because that was a new chapter of my life. But sadness, because I was leaving this chapter that just I felt like I had so, developed so many memories. But at the same time, I was also confused because I felt, Am I making the right decision? So I'm sure quite a few people here have have the capacity to feel more than one emotion when you're getting married. You're not just happy, you're just nervous, right? You get those the jittery feeling when you're getting married. That's the nervousness. Those are the butterflies, and as well as the excitement of a new relationship or that new chapter in in the relationship. The same thing in business. It's you're feeling the anxiety of am I doing this right? Am I making the right move? And the confusion of, you know, what's next? What am I supposed to be doing? And the confidence of you know what? I'm a business owner. I am doing something that aligns with who I am, with what I want to do, and can bring value for the people who could really use my services or could really benefit from working with my company. There's so many emotions that come with grief. It's definitely a salad bowl.
0: Mm. That's good to know. How can we recognize? How can we recognize grief, whether in our life or business, wherever it may be?
1: Yeah. So take a look at at the different experiences, the different relationships that you have. Um, are you only able to talk about the positives and not the negatives of a relationship or a situation? Are you only able to talk about the negative and not the positive? When you are dealing with unresolved grief, you are unable to truly really look at the reality of any relationship or any situation. When you're also dealing with unresolved grief, you're also finding yourself in different situations where you're practicing your coping mechanism. For example, when you're if you're finding yourself overworking, whether that be that be professionally or even overworking yourself in the gym, you're putting a lot of stress on your body. And that could be because of unresolved grief. You might be doing it to compensate for the emotions that you're feeling. Or um, if you find yourself at the bar and you might get a little bit of a little bit more intoxicated than you usually do, and you find yourself either crying or starting an argument, or even starting a fight, that's your unresolved grief coming out when you're put in a vulnerable place. It's telling you to allow your emotions to show itself when they do, address it, respect it, and just speak it out loud. Instead of just feeling the emotions that you have, give yourself the courage to say, you know what? I am experiencing sadness right now. And I am also experiencing anxiety. And so when I'm experiencing these things, it, I it's because of this situation that's going on. So once you're able to start seeing where you have unresolved grief, yes, that's the thing you should do is really address it and speak
0: it out loud. Okay. I love that. Thank you so much. Now, When, how do you help your clients? Walk us through the process of what it looks like to work with you as if I were to hire you as my grief coach. How would that look like?
1: Yeah. So, what I do is I talk to my clients about what grief is, the meaning of grief, the different misconceptions, the forms of grief. Then we look at different incomplete relationships or unresolved grief. We focus on relationships because that's where a lot of error. Insecurities come from, right? So for me, one of my biggest insecurities was developing relationships with people. And it was because I had a relationship with someone who just made me feel inferior. I couldn't build the confidence and the self-esteem when I was younger. So once I had addressed that, that relationship, and once my client addresses or recognizes that relationship, then we start going into what we call it's very, sim- it's very similar to something called timeline therapy, where we go into your timeline of events, both positive and negative, and we start giving meaning to the different events. And we start going over the impact of different events and how long they've been impacted. And then we start talking about your emotional statements and your completion letters, completion letters that you would have written to the person on your incomplete timeline. And rewriting out everything that you have felt in every situation, every event that you had, everything that has ever impacted you in order to let go of those emotions. And then we go from there. I do help them with the healing process and I also help my clients with what happens after the healing.
0: Oh, I love that. I don't think a lot of people know that step. Like what happens after the healing? What do we do next? I think we're so focused on the beginning stages and like working through that, that we don't often think about the end results. How would somebody know that they're ready to hire a grief recovery coach? Great question. If you find yourself in
1: this spot of just feeling stuck and feeling, feeling like you're stuck in your emotions and there's so much heaviness that you're carrying and you want to move forward, but you're not understanding why, it could be because you are grieving. breathing. If you can address that you are going through your emotions and you want to do something about it, talk to someone like me. If it's not me, that's completely fine. There are quite a few grief recovery method specialists in your area that you can reach out to. And the reason being is we're very different from therapists and we're very different from life coaches. Therapists are clinicians. They help diagnose. They help you understand the behaviors based on what happened in your past. Life coaches help you focus on your goals, right? And how to get from point A to point B to where you want to be in life. Life coaches are, can, and this is a little, this is a little, Different Because life coaches are not technically, we're not technically allowed to talk about trauma. Uh, we try to stay away from trauma. What makes grief recovery method specialists different is that we can talk about the grief and provide you action work. It's the only action, it's the only evidence-based and action-based method available worldwide that actually helps you recover from it. So, yes, if you would like to work with a specialist, yeah, you can definitely work with someone like me in your
0: area if you prefer to work with them in person. Awesome. Where can somebody find your information and learn more about working with you? What are the best places to connect with you?
1: Yeah, you can definitely connect with me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is mindful presence. That's M I N D F U L L. That's two L's. E R E S E N C E. And you can also check out my website. My website is mindfulpresence.com. It's the same spelling two L's. And I am actually providing minute clarity calls to see whether or not you are in this, in a grieving process and would like to go through that healing journey.
0: Oh, I love that. And I hope that you guys take advantage of those calls to see if Celeste is the right fit for you. But the good news is Celeste is actually giving away 50% off her program to three of you. Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
1: Yes, I do have a six month program where uh, I do help you breathe through your life's journey from one chapter of your life into the next. What I do help after afterwards is I help you rediscover yourself, rediscover your confidence, rediscover your self-esteem, get rid of that imposter syndrome, and then rediscover what your goals and your dreams are in life. What sets your soul ablaze? There was something that you wanted to do that you've always wanted to do that you might have let go of um, because you're finding yourself living a life of rinse and repeat, going to work, paying the bills going, going to bed and then doing the same thing over and over again. So I help you heal. I help you grow. And then I help you create the next, the next lines of that new chapter in your life. So if that's something that you really resonate with and would love to do, it is a six month program. The first two months is a weekly session type program where we go over your healing process. And then the next four months is focused specifically on you and your future.
0: Mm. Oh, I'm so excited for this. So like I said, she's giving away 50% off to three of you. The way that you enter that is the day that this podcast launches. If you're listening to this after the fact, I'm sorry, it's probably over. But if you're listening on this the day of launch, head over to at confident content creators on Instagram. I have a post. It'll have my picture with Celeste's picture. And in the caption, it gives you details on how to enter that giveaway. Thank you so much, Celeste, for being here. I will put all of her handles, I'll put her Instagram, her website, all of the things that you need to know about her in the show notes. So head down there, click on that. And thank you so much for being here with me today.
1: Thank you so much, Lindsay. It was so great just being a part of your platform and being a part of the message that you have to deliver. And I really appreciate this honor for just being with you in this.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us today. If this episode boosted your confidence or helped you find clarity in any way, then will you do me a huge favor and leave a review wherever you're listening? You can also share this episode on your social media and tag at Confident Content Creators. Also, don't forget to turn on those notifications so you never miss an episode. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.